This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Her Vantage, and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. Now, IP refers to any creative work such as inventions, designs, logos, or software that you own or have the rights to use. It may seem initially daunting or time-consuming, but protecting your IP is well worth the time and effort. Now, if you don't protect your IP properly, you might lose control over it, face legal disputes, or miss out on potential revenue. I'm here with Birunta Muruti, Chief Commercial Officer of Uniten R&D, to talk about this because I think it's something that we have to constantly talk about. Correct, Biru? Exactly, Freda. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Biru. Maybe before we get into this, we, we've covered this before, but, you know, I think it's a good reminder. But a little bit about yourself first. Okay, thanks, Freda, for having me here today. And I'm really excited to speak about this topic with you and also with the audience on the importance of intellectual property for business owners. A little bit about me. I'm a... Um, registered technology transfer professional from US and also a registered patent and trademark and industrial agent from MIPO. What I do is uh, currently I'm leading the innovation intellectual property management initiatives for UNITEN, University Tanaga National. What I look into is basically bringing ideas mm. into commercialization right. in a nutshell. So I strategize businesses in terms of their innovation their intellectual property and how they can actually attract the right investments to scale up their business to the next level. Okay, so you say you're a registered patent advisor. Uh, what do you call it? A registered agent. agent. Are there a lot of them here in Malaysia? Yes, we have a very good number of uh, patent agents or in fact IP agents in Malaysia right. that assist businesses and research institutes in protecting their innovations. Okay. You know, as I was saying that we've covered this topic before, but over the years, how seriously are Malaysian companies taking it now? Well, I think there's a good trend in terms of when we look at the innovation index, the increase of patent filings over the t- last 10 years. So definitely we are getting there, Frida. Mm. And we are very fortunate to be in Malaysia because we have a very good established IP governance and framework for both local and foreign inventors as well as investors. Mm. Last year alone, Malaysia um, came up 36 in the National Innovation Index and the Global Innovation Index, GII. And that definitely shows how we are continuously innovating and also taking IP seriously. Right. Well, intellectual property rights are some of the most important intangible assets owned by business owners in Malaysia. These rights prevent unauthorized duplication of any item or work to which business owners have full rights on. So what we see is there's a positive increasingly um, private enterprises and academic institutions sees IP as an economic assets right. in today's digital economy. Okay, just a reminder, what falls under IP? When it comes to IP, first of all, we need to understand that IP is a legal framework that mm. protects any creation of mine, like you just said. And there are seven major categories when it comes to IP, which is patents that protects the technical functions of an innovation or invention. Then we have trademark that protects your brand, the logos. Mm. We have copyright that looks into protecting the literary work, software, uh, manuals, any form of artwork. 
then we have industrial design that actually looks into protecting the aesthetic value or design of a of a product mm. and uh, we have geographical indication integrated layout circuit protection and also trade secret Right. What's this geographical what? So uh, it's any form of uh, creation from uh-huh. a particular territory. So I we have see. like the uh, Manga Haramanis okay. from Perlis. We have the Sarawak pepper uh, from Sarawak. I see. Yeah. The Sabah seaweed. So it, it originates from a particular territory or origin that's not available elsewhere. Huh. Okay. Now, what are some success stories you can share with us? Okay, we, we definitely have many, but what I would like to share here today is on Upin and Ipin. I'm mm. sure most of us are quite familiar with yeah. the famous Upin and Ipin cartoon series. So this is an interesting case study on how the company Les Cope, a Malaysian company, and the only studio in Malaysia that has successfully spun off their IP into a total value chain of business proposition, mm. earning studio admiration and respect from its competition within the region. So they've gone global. Globally as well. What I admire about this company is that they have strategically aligned their IP strategy with their commercial strategy, where they have secured IP protection on their cartoon characters, names, story titles, scripts, logos, and even domain protection where they have about 15 trademarks. And this actually has enabled the company to grow globally where they have leveraged and capitalized on their intellectual property when it comes to global partnerships Mm. with big brands. So such as Disney, Telecom Malaysia, Carrefour, KFC, and they've gone big in that sense. So... That's one of the success stories of the local okay. Malaysian now, companies. Okay, uh, now, what are some stories of regrets? Well, there are many, yeah. but I think it's <laughs> pretty sensitive. But right. w- I can actually quote this in general. Mm. From my experience, and I'm sure many would share this dilemma, that due to lack of awareness of IP and the importance of IP, what we do is, many companies as well as researchers from research institutions, they go proudly into exhibitions, exhibiting their technologies, innovation, you know, without protecting their inventions. Ah. And what happened is they risk their inventions to third party. Mm. So they disclose all the technical novelty and aspects so forth about their invention where they risk to lose their... No, you, you've heard stories like this? Yes, many, many. Okay, many. Okay, yes. so you want to take part in exhibitions. Exactly. Before yes. you do that, make sure you're protected. Yeah, even in meetings. If you're mm. going to go for a meeting, you want to present, get an NDA signed mm. before you disclose the background of your invention and so forth. Okay, which then brings me to that question, right? Do you just IP or trademark locally or globally? How does that work? So when it comes to protecting or filing your intellectual property, there's a strategy behind it. You need to understand where is your business heading to? Is this a local market or an international market? If it's just within Malaysia, then might as well just file it in Malaysia. Mm. But if you're looking at going global, then you need to align that accordingly and identify which are the countries that you want to operate or commercialize your technologies or your product or your services and protect it globally accordingly. Okay, so you don't have to do the whole country yet, but just look at certain markets first. Then don't regret it when you say, I wish I IP'd in that country. Exactly. If, so it, if it happens, it happens. Yes. It's territorial. Mm. That's what we need to understand. Okay. So when should you start thinking about IP? Well, there is a notion where people think you can protect idea. Mm. So you can't just protect an idea. 
it has to be an executable form of an idea. So okay. it, it has to be proven that it's working. So when it comes to protecting it, choosing when to start the IP process is critical decision for startups and business owners. And we need to know when to do that is when you have a an idea or a concept that has been translated into a prototype, a working prototype that meets or solves a particular solution. Mm. And you need to understand um, the commercial potential behind it. So you don't want to just protect an invention or an innovation without having the commercial viability towards it because you want to measure the ROI behind that invention as well. So if there's a market demand for it, and if this concept has been validated, it's been uh, developed, right. then yes, why not? Okay, uh, we'll continue our chat with Birunta Murti, uh, Chief Commercial Officer, Uniten R&D, in just a moment. Stay tuned to Her Vantage BFM 89.9. Benchmark for Managers, BFM 89.9. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. If you just joined us, it's her vantage. And this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. Birunta Murti, Chief Commercial Officer, Uniten R&D here with me. We're talking about IP, protect it or lose it. You know, you were saying that when you start thinking about IP. Now, if you're a startup with a new technology or solution, do you look at IP immediately or wait for, you know, this whole concept, this proof of concept, MVP at, at that level? Is that where you start thinking about IP? Yes. So you can actually look at once it's at a lab scale, mm. it's proven, so experimental stage mm. because you don't want to file it too late as well. So it, you can either file it at MVP level or at a lab scale level. Mm. Once the idea has been proven and it has gained much traction from the market mm. so or from your potential customers. So you know there's a demand for this and it has a good technological strength, novelty as well, innovation aspect, and also business aspect. So you got to measure the, all three aspects of that on your product. Mm. And if you see there's a good viability, then yes, please right. protect it. Okay, what about services, right? Because I met you at a training seminar. And, you know, when do you start? When, what can you IP? Mm. So when it comes to uh, service sectors, more often, intangible assets are overlooked, hmm. the importance of intangible right. assets. So when it comes to service sectors, you can look into protecting your trademarks in terms of the brand of your product, the brand of your services. Look into software programs, uh, e-commerce apps, if you have e-wallet applications. So these copyrights and trademarks are high-intensive IPs for the digital economy. And this is where we can actually, if we know how to strategize our IP beyond the defense mechanism, you can actually develop multiple revenue streams for your business and stay ahead of the competition, as well as create a sustainability towards your business. Right. Now, when people can say costs, how much? I'm trying to start the business, I have to do this. But it is important part. It's something that you should factor into starting a business, right? 
Exactly. So cost has been one of an, one of the issues for startups and SMEs to put the IP in the back ben, uh, burner, yeah. right? So what we need to understand is, first of all, identify the type of IP that you want to look into. And then you have to strategize your budget. When it comes to patents, it's one of the most expensive form of IP protection, which can range up to, if it's just local filing, including official and professional fee, it can go up to 20 to 25K. Mm. So strategizing your business accordingly right. and having the right budget and not blindly filing any IP in just right. all 152 countries, right. you need to basically have that strategy so that you can optimize your pattern or your IP filings accordingly. Okay. What about as a trainer, right? And you've got your own materials. What is the cost for that? So if you're a trainer or you're in the creative content side, mm. uh, what you would like to look into is copyright protections. Mm. Copyright protections are one of the cheapest form of IP mm. filing where it ranges between three to 500 ringgit. Okay. So if you're going to go through an IP agent, right. then there would be some cost of professional fees. But you can also file it directly at MyPool, mm. which will come around 300 ringgit. Okay, it's not, not too unreasonable, right? No, but a lot of people don't, right? No, they don't because probably they are not aware of it. Okay. In the case of trainers, right, when they come to you and then they start complaining, what are they complaining about? And you say you should have done this, what are they usually coming to you? Okay, for the training industry, what I notice is in terms of their proposals, their content, training modules basically. So, for example, they've come up with a very unique program, training program, and they've developed a model, a business model or a training model. And of course, due to the lack of awareness, they go out, they conduct trainings happily. Mm. But what happens is another third party will just copy. You lose that rights to stop them from using your model because you have not copyrighted mm. the protection. Right. right. So that is the defense mechanism that you need. So you can look into protecting your content, your mm. materials, look into protecting your brand in terms of the trademark protection, your programs. So there are many forms. And if you're coming up with unique assessment tool, Okay, an online right. tool. Then you can look into if it has an AI capability or blockchain-powered uh, training system. Then you can patent it. So right. you can have a collective of IPs in your company, which will increase the valuation mm. of your business as well. In the case of copyright, is the process faster? Definitely. It's, okay. it's the fastest. Okay, so copyright is the fastest. So now let's talk about companies. Say, for example, a Grab, right? And there are so many areas of business, right? What areas of their business can be protected? Well, when it comes to Grab, interestingly, Frida, you brought this up. I was quite surprised and pleasantly surprised to know that Grab has 50 granted patents and 600 pending patent applications. Wow. Yes. And also 1,000 marks under their umbrella. So this definitely gives Grab an added advantage and to stay ahead of the competition in the ASEAN region. Okay. Marks. What do you mean by that? So and when you come with different types of applications or services, mm. so you have Grab pay, yeah. grab rewards. Right. So you protect each one of them under those marks. And each trademark will have different classifications as well. Okay. What is the danger there? Is someone just using that name? If they didn't trademark that or protected that, what could happen? What are the repercussions? Well, if you have not protected your brand, mm. then you can't stop others from copying it. Okay. So you can't stop others from... Um, Calling it the same thing even. Exactly. Yeah. 
Okay, and I'm sure they would have done it in several so this, countries, right? Exactly. So they have actually filed it in several countries, mm. and that's how they have actually monopolized the market. All right. And is this share. something that you can also check online, I guess, in terms yes. of where you arrive? Yes, it's so, available. So people know that they have no rights to it. Okay. Is there anything else that I've not covered that you would like to bring up? Well, intellectual property is something that I think. Um, we Malaysians have to capitalize on. Mm. It's time for us to leverage into this IP economy and align it accordingly because we are all going into the digital transformation. So there is so much of information available out there. There are a lot of assistance by the government as well in terms of providing subsidies for IP filing. Mm. This is something that we can actually leverage on in terms of uh, moving forward and strategizing our business when it comes to IP. Right. Yes. And I guess if people don't know what to do, they can call you. Exactly. They can find Anytime. you. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, Birunta Murthy, Chief Commercial Officer of Uniten R&D, talking about the importance of IP. You've been listening to Her Vantage. I'm Frida Liu, BFM 89.9. Listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app. 